Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. King Saul is going to continue his pursuit to find David because he wanted to find David and he wanted to kill David. He wanted to take him out. But through this pursuit, David, as the Bible says, a man after God's own heart, seeks the Lord and is protected by the Lord. And throughout the word, we're going to see that God is in control. And I just want to encourage you that God is in control. He is on the throne even at this hour. No matter what trials you may be going through, no matter what kind of wicked direction the world begins to take, God is still sovereign and on the throne. Today, Pastor Eric will be encouraging us to seek the Lord and to keep our eyes fixed on Him instead of focusing on our circumstances. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. In 1 Samuel chapter 23, we're going to look at the Bible's anti-terror plan. Uh, the anti-terror plan according to God's word. Because many times we can come, as governments, we come up with anti-terror plans. We want to keep the the nation safe. We want to keep the people safe. But what does God's word say about uh, facing these attacks? One thing that God is really revealing to me is that really look more at the spiritual versus the physical. Uh, The physical attacks, yes, they're there, but what's driving those attacks? There's a war. If we could peel back the heavens, there's a war going on, a spiritual war that we can't even imagine. So intense, but yet there's a battle going on. And as a believer in Jesus Christ, you're in that battle. And so tonight we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel 23, verses 6 through 29, uh, to, to bring us up to speed. David was informed that the Philistines were fighting against Keilah, a city that was in the lowlands of Judah in the northwest of Hebron, or Hebron, I'm sorry. And so then we hear that the Philistines came into this city and they were robbing the threshing floors that belonged to the Israelites. And the, the threshing floors, uh, to, bring you, to remind you of, is the, the barn floors. So they were stealing food from the Israelites. So David hears about the attack, and so he goes to the Lord in prayer, and he asks God, should I go and attack them? And the Lord says, hey, green light, go, David, you can go. Gives him the green light to go and save the city of Keilah. One problem was, though, that his men were not for that move. Uh, The men were afraid to go and fight the Philistines. So then David, uh, as a good leader... He went back to the Lord in prayer and supplication, seeking God's wisdom. And God said, go, I will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines once again, you know. And so then David and his men arised. They were obedient and they headed to Keilah and and they had victory over the Philistines, just as the Lord promised. So tonight, that's what has taken place. But tonight, remember in the midst of all this, David was on the run from King Saul. And so King Saul is going to continue his pursuit to find David because he wanted to find David and he wanted to kill David. He wanted to take him out. But through this pursuit, David, as the Bible says, a man after God's own heart, seeks the Lord and is protected by the Lord. And throughout the word, we're going to see that God is in control. And I just want to encourage you that God is in control. He is on the throne even at this hour. 
at this minute, God is sitting mighty on the throne. The book of Psalms said that he is on the throne even during the time of the flood. That time of Noah, when God flooded the entire earth, God was still on the throne. It's pretty powerful if you think about that, because in the time of chaos, in the time of uncertainty, you can be certain that God is on the throne. So let's look at our first section in verses 6 through 13 tonight. It says this, Now it happened when Abiathar, the son of Amalek, fled to David and Calah, that he went down with an ephod in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone to Keilah. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver you. In verse 13, So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Keilah, so he halted the expedition. Here we see after the Lord had delivered uh, David from the Philistines, from the hand of the Philistines, we now see Abiathar, the priest, uh, it was uh, Amalek's son. And remember that Amalek was murdered by Saul. You, if you remember that in our previous studies in chapter 22 of 1 Samuel. So here the priest now comes to David and he comes with the ephod. What is an ephod? Well, it's a priestly garment, uh, shoulder cape or mantle, outer garment worn by the high priest, most costly woven of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet, and linen threads provided with a shoulder pieces and a breast piece of like material, sometimes with gems and gold. So here he's bringing this ephod with him to David. And he brings it, and, he, and David hears of the, of the news that Saul is coming down to the city that he is residing in. And there's only one reason why Saul's coming, is because he wants to kill David. And Saul thinks that he has him, doesn't he? He says, oh, this is going to be great. He's in a city with gates and bars. He is done. I'm going to get him. <laughs> so he thought. So David hears the plans of Saul. And David, it's an interesting move from David. He takes the ephod and he seeks the Lord. He goes to the Lord in prayer, asking God, is Saul coming? Is he going to, is he going to come in here and will the people deliver me into his hand? Is he coming down? And the Lord said, yes, he's coming. Saul is coming. Are the people going to deliver me up to them? Yeah, they're going to deliver you up. 
And then David then from there takes off. He takes off and leaves. He flees from the city of Keilah. So Saul is pursuing David. And David goes to God. And then David gets out of town. Looking at this passage, it's hard to see the connection on how this applies to you and me today. How does it apply to believers today? But there is a connection, and that connection is this. Believers in Jesus Christ face an enemy. And Paul describes the enemy in Ephesians chapter 6 as this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And and oftentimes we think when there's an enemy present before us, when somebody's coming against us physically, we think that they are coming against us. But don't lose sight. Don't, Don't forget who the real enemy is. It's the principalities, it's the the powers and the rulers of darkness of this age, the the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You might not have a physical enemy pursuing you tonight, but you do have principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness pursuing you. They're pursuing you, Christian. The goal of the enemy is to devour and to destroy you. So who's leading the charge? Who's leading the charge? The devil. Satan. Check this out, what it says in 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober, be vigilant, because of your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. See, the devil is driving an army to pursue you just as King Saul was driving an army to pursue David. Just as Saul wanted to kill David, Satan wants to kill you. Jesus confirms that Satan is a murderer by stating this in John eight forty four that he was a murderer from the beginning. So believer tonight, you have an enemy that is pursuing you. And we must look at the things through a spiritual lens Versus only through a physical lens. Because Satan and his army are in hot pursuit of believers today. So what must we do when the enemy is pursuing? What must we do when we are pursued by the enemy? Seek the will of God. Notice in our text, David took the ephod and as he inquired of the Lord... He takes the ephod and goes to the Lord. Now the ephod would be worn over the robe of the priest... It would then be connected to the breastplate, okay? In Exodus 28, it tells us that. The ephod would also be worn as one engaged in the services of God. So David takes the ephod and he inquires of the Lord to seek his will. So our ephod is Jesus, (laughs) Because of the sacrifice of Jesus, man now has a mediator to God that is, that is Jesus Christ the righteous. 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, the man, Christ Jesus. 
He's the man. Because of Jesus, we, uh, we can receive the will of God in any situation. Amazing. So in your battles, as the enemy and the principalities of darkness and the powers and the wickedness of this age, when they pursue you, grab hold of Jesus. Grab hold of him as you seek the will of God. What does grab hold of Jesus mean? Well, accept him and receive him because you have faith that he is your way to God. Because remember what Jesus said. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if we want to get to the Father, we must go through Jesus. And so the devil is looking for whom he may destroy. And let me tell you this, my friends. You will not be destroyed when you have Jesus. You will not be destroyed when you have Jesus. So the next thing that we see after David taking the ephod is that David prays. There is power in prayer. A a line that we can go to the throne room of God and and have the Spirit of God pray through us back to the Father, the things that he places, places on our heart. You know, the things that you pray for, those t- the times of intensity of spiritual warfare, do you think that is a coincidence that you're praying for those things? No. There's a God in heaven who sees the heavenly realm. He sees the spiritual warfare going on, and he wants his children to be praying back to him. Prayer is powerful. The devil is looking for whom he may destroy. Think about that. He's looking to pick people off. And he's doing a good job, I would say. You look at the the results of the countries and the fighting and the hate. That's not coming from our Father in heaven. It's coming from the Father of lies. So another thing we must do when the enemy is pursuing us is, yes, we have Jesus and we need Jesus, but now through Jesus' name, we can come to the throne room of God. So you can pray. You can pray. Pray. You have Jesus in your life. You have the access. You have full access to the Father because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't take that so not seriously. It is a powerful thing. Not everyone could go through the Holy of Holies, but when Jesus Christ died, the veil was torn in two so that we could come into the Holy of Holies into the presence of God because of his sacrifice. That is powerful. The Bible says God hears the prayers of the righteous. Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. You and I are the righteous only through the blood of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we can become the righteousness of God in who? Jesus Christ. So through Jesus, we have access to God, and then God hears our cries, and then God delivers us from our troubles 
Just as we see here in 1 Samuel 23, we see that, that God has delivered the Philistines, or David from the hand of the Philistines. He went to prayer though. He prayed. And the thing about the Old Testament is, is like, you, you might be thinking, well, they didn't have Jesus. But those in the Old Testament who believed in God, they were looking towards the cross, okay? Now, the people in the New Testament, in the time that we live in, we look back to the cross. And we're looking at the cross, though, because they knew of the promised Messiah. They knew of God's word. And so David was leaning towards God in all his ways. He had faith in him. And so God gives David the answers he was looking for. He answered the prayer of the righteous. David, knowing the responses, leaves. David asked God and God responded. Do you believe that God responds to your prayers? I hope so, because he does. (laughs) David hears the words of God. When we ask God through Jesus, God hears because of Jesus, not because of you. He hears because of Jesus. And he sees you, if you have put that faith and trust into Jesus, he sees you as pure and holy because of what Jesus has done. Not what you have done, but what Christ has done. So the righteousness that God sees, he sees in you, he sees his son. So he's going to listen to his son, right? He hears the heart of the righteous. And he delivers them from the heart of trouble. Praise God that he doesn't see me. (laughs) Knowing that we are being pursued by an enemy, we must continue to be in fellowship with God. Seeking after his will. And this is accomplished through Jesus. So in the summary of this first section, we need Jesus. We need Jesus for our anti-terror plan. We need Jesus. Continuing on to verses 14 and 15. And David stayed in the strongholds in the wilderness after he took off, right, of Keilah. And David stayed in the strongholds in the wilderness and remained in the mountains in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God did not deliver him into his hand. So David saw that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a forest. So God protects David. He protects him. David flees to the mountains of Ziph, and it says, did you guys catch that? Saul was in pursuit of him every single day. Taking that now into the spiritual world. The enemy is in pursuit of you every single day. But God protect David from Saul. Just as God protects his children from the enemy. The Bible says that God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1 The word refuge refers to shelter. So God shelters us from danger. The word then strength refers to might. God is our might. So when our enemy seeks us, God is your shelter and God is your might. And with God being your shelter and God being your might, 
He will help us with our adversary. He will present help in time of trouble. And our adversary, again, is the devil, described in 1 Peter 5.8. So with this understanding, the psalmist wrote, Therefore, we will not fear. Understanding that God is our shelter, that God is our might, he, he is our refuge, and He is our strength, then we shall not fear. We shall not fear, because we know that God is those two things. The idea, the understanding that the enemy seeks us daily can bring fear into one's life. You can fear the attacks. You can see it. And, and it's to see it with a spiritual lens, to see that the opposition is coming towards you and the, the, the opposition is tempting the flesh to sin because the flesh is weak. And, and, and so then the, the, the flesh then goes into the fear mode. I'm afraid. I'm scared. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to fear. Because God is your strength. God is your might. He is your shelter. He is your refuge. Here in God's word, we see that we need not to fear. Because God is a mighty God. He is our present help He is our present help from our adversary. And this is a promise of God. This is a promise from God. Therefore, what do you do with the promises of God? Do you take them as just a feel-good promise, or do you truly believe that this will take place? Psalm 46.1 is a promise from God. He says that I am, God is our refuge and strength of very present in help in trouble. That is a promise of God. So as a believer, do you really take that as a promise? Or do you look at it as, as just a feel-good message? Oh, that's really good to read. I'm going to post that on Facebook. Boop. When you're in fear, when the enemy is pursuing you, hold on to that scripture. And remember that the adversary is seeking you daily. But with God, he is going to be your present help. He is going to be there because his word says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Another promise of God. Not only believe in the promises of God, but we, we need to trust in those promises of God. There's differences between faith and trust. Faith is believing that God said it. Trust is letting God take you through it. Do you just believe it? Try trusting in it as well. Continuing on in verses 16 through 18, we see this. Then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be the king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. So the two of them made a covenant before the Lord, and David stayed in the woods, and Jonathan went to his own house. You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. 
Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place an order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible, and now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format for use on any device. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes Store. Again, our web address is gracetothehearers.com. Subscribing to a podcast like Grace to the Hearers is a wonderful way to infuse God's Word into your everyday life. Please log on to gracetothehearers.com today and subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel, right here on Grace to the Hearers.